Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Alex Brookman. No became my default answer to many things about two years ago when I started my new business because I had learned that saying yes to everything just because it's there is killing yourself and everyone around you. Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every Monday I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new, then take a second to subscribe through your player app and while you're listening, join our Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. Hi there and welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by incredible people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second now to subscribe in whatever player it is you use. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure and check the new follow option in the top right hand corner in your player app. For some reason, Apple has kicked all subscribers out and want them to do it again. So make sure you do that. That way you'll get new episodes. Before I jump into introducing this week's guest, I have a new thing. I've mentioned this a few times before, but after nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two, and it turns out success leaves a trail, and I want to offer you the map. So head over to amplifyme.agency forward slash roadmap and grab a copy of my brand new personal brand business blueprint. Everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your expert business. It's yours for free as a gift from me. So let's get into it. This week, I am thrilled to welcome Alex Brockman to the show. Alex, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do? Thanks for having me on your great show, Bob. Yes, let me introduce myself. I live in Canada. Originally, I'm from Germany. Um, So love brought me over to uh, beautiful British Columbia, (laughs) (laughs) where I live with my spouse and our 18-month-old son. Um, in beautiful Maple Ridge, 30 kilometers outside of Vancouver. And uh, yeah, what I do, I, I've been in the strategy realm for kind of 15 years now. Um, I've worked with uh, global brands and companies, consulting with them on their business strategy. I'm also an entrepreneur, so I've built and scaled businesses in, in Germany and now here in Canada. And I'm all about helping other entrepreneurs building strong companies that are rooted in a unique purpose with a bulletproof strategy so that they combine working on profit and on purpose, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And what I would like to talk to you about today is something I think everybody is going to identify with here. And I'm going to engage in a little bit of fantasy because what I want to talk about is building a time machine. Now, I'll qualify this. We all go into business because we have a vision, because we have a dream, and it's so quickly lost. We get into a hamster wheel and and then the vision is gone. Vision is a bit of a luxury when you sort of have your face against this grindstone. And I think one of the beauties of strategy is it really sits in the interface between a dream and reality. If you don't have a strategy, I think the way I often describe it to clients is you need a dream. And so many people forget about the dream. You need the dream, then you need the strategy. Then you need some projects 
and then you need some tasks and then you need to go to work. And so many people, they either start just with the tasks, they become, a, what would you call it? They become a workman, essentially, or they get stuck in the vision and they never actually execute on anything. So let's talk about what does it take to make dreams come true? How can we build a time machine, Alex? I very much like how you frame it. Um, a vision is a dream and it is a very concrete dream. If it's, if you translate this into an entrepreneur's world, a vision should be something that you wrote down, something that you are very clear about. What is it that you want to achieve with your business in the next, say, maybe 15 months, maybe three years, maybe even five. The time frame doesn't really matter. It's um, totally linked to your personal reality. But you should write down this dream in a concrete way. And when we, when we specify it, it should include um, the state of your business some years down the road when it comes to what do clients say about you? What are the services and products you sell? What do um, your employees say about the company? Um, what is the geographical footprint of your business? All these things can be written down. And of course, especially valuable is everything around the client. What is the unique value that you deliver? How do you sustain this unique value, etc., etc. So this dream is your first step. And where many entrepreneurs fail, and you put it so nicely with this grindstone, is to pursue this dream in a structured way so that it actually works and that, it, that they make their dream come true. And this is where strategy comes into play. If you, if you take a look around, you will realize that the term strategy is being used all over the place in so different meanings that it's often just a buzzword. And let's translate this buzzword into our conversation here. When we talk about strategy, what we really mean is a plan to execute on your dream, right? To reach your dream. Yeah. And this is nothing but a plan. Just like jumping into your car, typing into the GPS system, a destination where you've never been before, that's your dream. And then you start driving toward this destination and along the way things happen, right? Um, first of all, you need to decide, do you take the highway? Do you take smaller roads? Um, do you want to have ferries to cross rivers or not? All these things. So that's your decisions in the beginning before you actually start driving. But on the way, things can happen and your strategy helps you navigate those unknown um, territories and bring you eventually to your dream, to your final destination. The, the difference between strategy and tactics. Absolutely. Tactics are at least two steps further down. So if we, if we talk about a hierarchy here, you start with your vision, you design your strategy, which is basically your handful of priorities that you focus on in order to reach the vision and in those priorities you probably find smaller projects smaller topics and those smaller projects you break down into tasks and that's what you actually do that's what you that's how you break down strategy and move it into action you cannot execute on a strategy. What you can do is you can put it into action by breaking it down into tasks, milestones, and um, work toward those milestones. That's what you. That's what you do. That's that's what you. How you translate strategy into operations and into action. 
something that I find quite often is a bit of a deviation because what I want to talk about is strategy. And I know that you have some particular processes and frameworks around that, which I want to get into. And maybe this does come into it, but something that I find happens very often because I work with all kinds of business owners, much like you do, but in a different area is they have a vision. There is a strategy, but they get bogged down in the busy work. So they're executing on things that are important. I'm going to use the example of a consultancy. In the average consultancy, you have clients, client work needs to get done. You need to work with the clients, work on the client's stuff. The problem is that can become all-consuming and there are the things that you work on in your business that help you stay still, the client work. You don't, they don't really move your business forward. They just feed the beast, if yeah, you like. Yeah, totally. And then there's the work that will move you forward that for some reason people never find or make the time for. <laughs> How do you reconcile that with your clients? I guess that's probably a good place to go. I think the main reason why this happens is it's, it's twofold. First of all, busy work can feel very fulfilling. At the end of the day, you feel like you've accomplished a lot. You've, you've crossed a lot of items off your to-do list. And that makes you feel good. And also the busy work is typically the, the operational work that was there in the beginning. That's maybe the reason why you started your business in the first place, right? Because you were passionate about this particular type of client work that you do. But as you grow and build a business, there is more to it than just the operations. There is this strategic element to it. And this is your task as a company owner. No one else will do this for you. So you need to say goodbye to a certain degree to what you loved in the first place, why you started your business in the first place, and need to understand and embrace your additional roles that you need to play as a company owner. And as an entrepreneur, life is full of sweet and shiny objects, right? (laughs) Entrepreneurs constantly spot new business opportunities and see the potential for improvements here and there and want to pursue as many ideas as possible. And again, they might be in in the busy space. They might be rooted in those topics that you loved and why you found you founded your business in the first place. Imagine your default idea or your default answer to any idea or opportunity or offering that comes your way would be yes. As an entrepreneur, how long would it take before you overburden yourself completely and those around you, by the way? So if you say yes to every opportunity or every idea that comes your way, you will always be busy. You will always so busy that you don't find the time to take a step back and look at your business from a perspective that allows you to spot those tasks you should focus on as an as an entrepreneur versus those that other people around you should focus on yeah so when we talk about strategy it is a lot about saying no instead of saying yes Strategy is about saying no to a heck lot of potential great ideas and promising opportunities. And this is so difficult because we love great ideas. And I think really this touches on another area of your work, which is leadership. It's self-leadership, taking responsibility, but it's also about giving other people permission to say no. And this is really important. I think when you grow a team, they need to be given permission to say no, I guess. Absolutely. 
in order to be effective and they need to see you saying no in order to do that yeah no became my default answer to many things about two years ago when i started my new business because i learned i had learned that saying yes to everything just because it's there is killing yourself and everyone around you this is where um, company owners which typically entrepreneurs we typically have a lot of energy but there are also people working for us that have kind of a nine to five job and i don't mean this in any negative way but they have chosen a different path for them their job is to provide the money that they need in order to pay the bills and um, also to have a good time but it's not that they work 15 16 hours a day as we entrepreneurs sometimes do because it fires us up and we love it so if you give permission to your team to say no they feel free to say yes to the things that matter and not just yes by default if you do that consistently and help your people understand the characteristics of something they can say no to and something that they can say that they can say yes to what you actually do is you help them focus and prioritize and as a result the work that is getting done is of much higher quality because they focus all their time on those tasks and topics that truly matter i've worked in a company where success became our enemy we were so successful that we constantly hired new people because the work was just overburdening for everyone and it was really hard for us to say no to the shiny objects around the corner um, meaning those rfqs and rfps that uh, were coming our way and new clients and new leads that wanted to um, understand how we work and, and potentially hire us for their strategy or leadership development projects I, I saw personally what it did to me I also saw what it did to the people around me and that is the reason why I say as an entrepreneur you should say no by default and be very very intentional about the things you, sh you say yes to yeah i think that's the key is being intentional about what you say yes to and understanding that what you say yes to doesn't have to be the same as what everybody else says yes to it's um Absolutely. what motivates you should really come into this as well let's say i've been building my business through luck and just being a nice guy and being kind of good at what i do i've now decided okay i i, I want to move away from just winging it because mm -hmm. it's kind of worked so far I want to be strategic. How do we bridge that gap? I know that's an area you work on, so you're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put it that way. Being strategic is a skill. Like every other skill, you can learn this skill. So one of the most powerful habits that I've seen in business um, is to constantly grow your strategic acumen, your ability to think and act strategically. Now, what does that actually mean? Typically, your everyday business is not strategy, but operational. And as you said it, if I want to stop winging it and be intentional about the growth of my company, I need to understand strategy. So instead of just being in the weeds, day in and day out, producing and delivering goods and services, deal with satisfied or maybe also not so satisfied customers, improving your operations and so on, there are different skills and tasks needed 
for strategy work than for the operation. So first of all, you need to understand what strategy is, how it works. There are tools, thought processes, certain questions that you need to answer. And those are very, very different tools and skills and, and, and questions than you would typically use in your day-to-day. -day. When I work with my clients and ask, help them answer those questions, very often they're like, huh, this is a really interesting question. I wonder why I never asked myself this question. And they struggle answering it because it's like a muscle that you need to train first. So when you, when you train your operations muscle day in, day out, and you never train your strategic thinking muscle, guess what? The moment you use it the first time, you will be very sore the next day. <laughs> it's like that. It's just like that. It's a muscle that needs training. The good thing is that muscle builds very quickly. If you once get into strategic thinking, asking questions about your business from a strategic perspective, a, a, a more mid and long-term perspective rather than just a short-term perspective, those questions will never leave your head again. Once you're in there, you can ask those questions on a constant basis. For example, especially larger corporations that I work with, they revisit their strategy at least once a year and ask some critical questions like, is this still valid? Are the assumptions that our strategy is based on, are these still valid? What has changed in our business, in our organization, and in the economy around us that triggers some adjustments here and there or should trigger them? So you, you don't need a full-blown MBA or a strategy course that takes you two years to accomplish. Instead, you should just start with a hands-on intentional strategy course that helps you understand which pieces of this beast of strategy are important for you, your reality, where you are right now, so that you can use those tools, those questions on your terms to refine your business and to build this strategic acumen step by step. I think what's really interesting there is that I, I can see it in the large corporation perspective, but I can also see it in the very small business perspective that in many respects, it's going to be harder for the small business owner to be strategic because it requires an elevated perspective. It requires you to step out of the everyday. And that requires a certain momentum because people aren't naturally inclined to step away from their business and make time for something that isn't necessarily revenue generating. And your analogy of the muscle, that really was something that painted a really nice picture for me because if you want to get healthy, if you want to get fit, and this is really what we're talking about, becoming healthy and strong requires to be strategically led in exactly the same way as a business being healthy. It requires discipline, but it also needs routine because these things don't happen unless you're intentional about them. But actually, much like fitness, if you do establish a modest amount of discipline, if you do establish a basic routine you do something short even for once a week you very quickly see the benefits so that that's it's like habits. very interesting perspective it's like habits yeah. in your life right there are healthy habits in your life like um, practicing playing a musical instrument or physically exercising if you have this as a habit it, it's healthy 
there are there are harmful habits like overconsumption of social media for example or binge watching your favorite streaming site all day not getting enough sleep those are harmful um, habits and then there are really dangerous habits like drinking too much smoking doing drugs eating junk food all the time they do something with you and the same is true for your business if you're an entrepreneur you need to understand which habits are healthy habits for your business and which ones are harmful and maybe even dangerous habits. The most dangerous habit in business is to neglect the need for mid and longer term planning and, and strategic thinking. If you only focus on the here and now, on the fast gratification, on feeding the, the, the instant gratification monkey and on boasting your ego and God knows what, I mean, there have been large corporations that went out of business because of that. Brands that dropped into oblivion like Nokia, companies that disappeared like Lehman Brothers, for example. If you, are, if you check your health, your, your, the health of your organization regularly, and you establish this healthy habit of stepping away from your operations for a few hours every other month, maybe, and taking a look, like just like, imagine you, you drive on that road that we discussed earlier, right? You're in your car. And from time to time, you just stop the car, you jump into a helicopter, you fly up a couple of hundred, hundred meters, and you take a look at the bigger picture. You will then see, am I still roughly on the right way? Am I driving in the right direction or have I lost it completely? And you know what's interesting with what you're describing there is we're used to seeing what we see. We kind of understand it. But the moment you have to try and explain it to somebody else, that's when you start thinking about it in new ways. Yes. And I think that's why having somebody like you or me available to help you talk about these things will allow you to see what you possibly didn't see before. And that's really, really important. I totally agree. So questions are important. And I think you've been doing this, you really focus on the strategy space a lot. And I'm curious to know, this is putting you on the spot a little bit, and I apologize, and I'll take away the question if this doesn't work. <laughs> but what are some foundation questions that you always pull out of your pocket that you know this is going to help them think about things in ways they possibly hadn't before? So this is going to be a mini masterclass now. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> Some of the first questions that I take my clients through are actually not strategic questions. Um, they are questions to help them understand the here and now, because this is what they know and it eases them into the strategy, think, the strategic thinking. So some of the first questions I would ask them are around the strength of their organization today. And they would come up with a hell lot of, a, a long list of strength. And then I would challenge them to take away those that are not unique, that, that every other organization can also claim they have a strength. So you boil it down to maybe two, if you're lucky, three unique strengths that only you as an organization, as an entrepreneur possess. We use those strengths later to build a strategy around those strengths. But that's the first step, understanding your strength. And then I help them understand the changes that their environment we'll see in the coming years and the changes that they expect to happen also internally in their organization so be it if, if they expect to grow it means probably onboarding more people 
um, establishing more solid processes, you name it, right? So we, we understand the ecosystem first. And once we've done that, we boil it down to what does that mean for me now as an entrepreneur, as a leader in a company, as a small business owner, whatever you are, you need to first understand the ecosystem and then the trends that you feel or the development that you feel in the next two to three years will come your way. Mm. And based on that, the playing field kind of that we mapped out, we then start to talk about vision. We write down very, very concretely what your business will look like. And this, is, this can get very creative and <laughs> sometimes out of the box, which is totally fine. And it needs to be a stretch. If your vision is not a stretch, you should think again. Your vision should be a dream come true. Something that motivates you day in and day out to work toward. And something that will also motivate the people around you that work with you on, on achieving this vision. As I said, this can be a bit crazy because in the next step, you would then actually break this crazy dream down into measurable increments. So you will understand how you can work towards the key elements in your vision. Now let's make this concrete. If you say, um, let's say you're a company, you, a small company, an entrepreneur, a few hundred thousand um, pounds, euros, dollars, whatever, turnover a year, and you want to double this in the next two to three years. There are things that need to happen to achieve this. You cannot just wait two to three years and be like, okay, we said two years ago that we want to double our revenue. Did we actually achieve that? That's not strategic. That's just, no. it doesn't work like that. You need to establish a plan and a way in order to grow your revenue over time. And no matter how crazy your ideas are that you write down in your vision, you will make them manageable by making them measurable and you can measure the most crazy idea if you dare to so it's possible to put nearly behind every idea it's possible to put a kpi a key performance indicator that helps you measure whether you're successful or not and whether you're moving toward this grand goal or not and once you've done those steps writing down your vision, understanding how to measure that you're getting there, then we actually talk about, okay, what is our strategy to reaching this now, to move those key performance indicators into the right direction? And this is where it becomes very, very difficult for many companies and entrepreneurs alike, because now we're back at this point that we already discussed. We need to prioritize, brutally saying no to things. We need to say yes to those things and we need to identify them first. Those things, those priorities that drive us towards this vision. And those are what I call um, strategic projects or you can call them strategic work streams or pillars, whatever you want to call them. Those are the handful of priorities that you will focus on day in and day out. And within those priorities, um, you will identify Smaller projects, larger projects that need to happen. So let, let's take an example. Based on what we said, we want to double our revenue. So most likely, one of your key work streams here, your strategic pillars, will be something along the lines of lead generation or sales or marketing, 
those those buckets um, you would typically find in one of those work streams because they influence each other so heavily you um, want to put them into a strategic work stream and then you go into those buckets and something might be along the lines of you need to increase your reach meaning um, people need to know that you exist as a company that they know about your services so how can you do that the same is true for sales are our sales processes strong enough how do we qualify leads how do we find new clients so you break your business into manageable and measurable increments and you understand how they link how they how they depend on each other how they support each other and then you improve them step by step one by one and everything else that is not in those buckets is not being taken care of this is really your your gold standard for prioritization and for filling your day-to-day -day with those tasks that are the most important ones because you know they will bring you to your vision this is how you designed your strategy in the first place so you know by focusing on those priorities there is no better way than 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 this to reaching the vision that's why you do it that way does that make sense it makes perfect sense and you really very quickly start to understand the importance of rejecting those things that aren't moving you towards these goals that you've really clearly identified and that's really the key here is being intentional about what you're doing and where you're going and not leaving it to chance i think what you described there right there that's how you build a time machine that's that's how you accomplish great things and i think you've you, you certainly reinvigorated my own enthusiasm for strategy and most importantly great. saying no <laughs> saying no no re, no is probably the most important thing that you can have so i'm gonna have to go and it's very it's very simple as an entrepreneur you only have the same amount of time as everyone else and if you yeah. spend your time on things that don't matter you will not be able to build a great business to find fulfill fulfillment in your life to find more freedom in your life to live a more fulfilled life and and work one thing is for sure in in our days today money is abundant if you want money you will find it there's enough money out there the markets are flooded with money so if you need money to invest you will find it if you spend a dollar kind of unintentionally you find another one but if you spend a minute or an hour a day a week a month unintentionally this time will never come back therefore intention being intentional about what you do about your strategy about your priorities is absolute key I think that is a fantastic way to bring things to an end. I could ask more questions, but if people really want to achieve their dreams, I think what you just summed up is probably where I would want people to focus. So I'm going to park things right there. This is an episode I think, I think I'd want a lot of people to listen to twice. So let's not pack too much into it. And I think I would like to have you back again, Alex, at some point would be my to pleasure. continue this conversation. Because I know you have a book coming out at some point soon and we we'll probably want to talk about that sometime. But if people want to go move forwards with you, if they want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? There is tons of free resources on my website. Go to alexthestrategist.com 
check out my <laughs> free intentional strategy toolkit. There are checklists for your organizational health on there. Um, there is tons of, of free articles there. Even, even if you don't want to work with me, which is totally fine, go check out those resources. They will help you get your head around the topic of strategy. They are very down to earth. They will help you immediately to see and, and dissect the issues in your organization right now. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or whether you're a leader in a larger organization, they will help you to make the business and your life better. I didn't know you had that domain. That's awesome. It's so cool. Alex, I need to ask you the one question that I forgot to ask my guest last week. And it's what's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? <laughs> I spend way more time with my family than I did five years ago. Um, I have an 18 month old son and seeing him grow up, it's really hard to say, but the pandemic um, was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was traveling like 60, 70% of my time. This has completely shifted. When my son was born, the pandemic hit. It forced me to stay home and I see him grow up. So I would never do this differently again. If I had known the pleasures of how great it is to be around family all the time and to see, to, to build a happier marriage, to build better relationships, how fulfilling this can be, I would have started to focus on that many years ago. I echo that entirely. I have had a very, very brief, I think I've worked in a traditional job for about four years as an adult uh, where I had to go out away from the home to, to work. I would never do it any other way than to work from home. It's just the best. I was very grateful to be able to see my kids grow up, although they're both um, adults now. I think, yeah, it's it's the best. Totally. I would, I would wish that for anybody. Alex Brookman, you have been an awesome guest. I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Bob. It's been an honor to be a guest on your great show. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Music